Mel Kettle, and you're listening to This Connected Life, the show where connected leaders share their experience, values, and strategies that have helped them become more connectable so they achieve success in life and business. Hey everyone, it's Mel Kettle and this is episode 30 of This Connected Life. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to talk today about things that I've learned in the last 10 years. February seems a bit of an odd time to do a What I've Learned in the Last Decade episode, but there's a reason and that's because next week I turn 50. I can hardly believe it and I can hardly get those words out. Um, I'm not sad about turning 50. I'm actually really grateful because I've got a lot of people who I know. There's a lot of people who I've loved over the last 10 years who haven't made it to 50 and who won't. So I'm grateful. I'm excited. But I'm questioning where did those last 10 years go? Because it does not seem like 10 years ago that I turned 40. In the last 10 years, hopefully I've become older. Well, I know I've become older. Hopefully I've become wiser and I'm definitely a lot more confident than I was when I was 40. So these 10 things I've learned in the last 10 years, um, they're not in any particular order, but the first one is the first one um, and is my number one priority and hopefully it should be yours too. And that is fill your own cup first. I, in my late 20s, was incredibly ill from stress and I've learned over the years and particularly when I turned 40 that you really do need to place a priority on your physical mental and emotional health because things start to fall apart a little bit when you turn 40 people would tell me this and I didn't believe them but I swear I was creakier the morning after my 40th birthday and not from too much champagne so what does that look like for me it means I need to get enough sleep for you it might mean you need to look at what you're eating what you're putting into your body You might be having too much alcohol, you might be smoking still, you might be taking too many um, illicit or prescription drugs, you might not get enough exercise, you might um, not not be taking enough time for yourself, you might be on that horrible treadmill of work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep, where you're stressed all day, you get home, you don't eat well, you don't get any exercise, you drink too much, you fall into bed, you get up the next morning and do it again. So think about how can you take a bit of time out to fill your cup first. Number two on my list is being kind, being positive and being happy are all choices. And yes, there are some days it can be really, really hard. But I think if you wake up in the morning and you think to yourself, today is going to be a good day, then you'll have much more chance of today actually being a good day. And think about what is it that you can do over the course of that day to be more positive and to be more kind and to be more happy. It's really obvious, for example, when you answer the phone and you've got a smile on your face, that smile just comes through the other end of the receiver. Or if someone, you know, does something small and generous for you, then say thank you with graciousness. Think about what you can do in your world. The third thing on my list is go with your gut. If it doesn't feel right, it's probably not. Whether that's a relationship, your health, a job or any other situation you find yourself in. 
When I was in my 30s, I had a few stressful jobs and I didn't sleep very well because I would lie awake at night thinking of all of the things that I needed to do. Around that time, I decided that if I had three consecutive sleepless nights because of a job, I would get a new job. Or three consecutive sleepless nights worrying about one particular thing, I'd look at how can I change that and get away from that. The other thing that I've talked about before when it comes to going with your gut is know your body. If there's something that's a bit feels a bit wrong or a bit off, then get it checked out. You know, I'd probably be dead now if I hadn't had my dodgy freckle on my leg checked out and discovered it was a really aggressive melanoma. So, you know, go with your gut. If it's not if your gut's not telling you the right thing, well, what have you got to lose? Nothing. The fourth thing on my list of 10 things I've learned in a decade is if you don't love what you do, then do something else. This also applies to if you don't love the one you're with, you might be better off alone. And fortunately, that's not my personal experience because my husband's pretty great. But I have so many friends who've gotten divorced in the last 10 years who said to me, I knew on my wedding day I was making a really big mistake. So that, you know, if you don't love what you do, then find something else is very closely linked, I believe, to go with your gut. Because I think we know, you know, I look at bad jobs I've had and and clients who've been just major pains in the bum. And I knew going into those situations that it was going to be hard. And my gut was saying to me, maybe this isn't the right decision to make. And I did it anyway. And then I just had to learn from that mistake. So think about that as you go forward. And then number five, this one's a bit of a favorite of mine. Focus on what you can control and not what you can't. My decade of 40 had a very, very big wake-up call to focusing on what you can control and not what you can't. Because shortly after I turned 40, my mother got very sick and died very quickly, and then not even a year after that, my father was in a horrible accident, became a quadriplegic and died a day or two after. So for both of them, it was, they were healthy and alive and then they weren't. And yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was going on. Um, And there was a lot of stuff I could have worried about or been anxious about, but I couldn't do anything about either of those situations. So I just had to focus on what I could control. They definitely are extreme situations, but there's a whole lot of other things that you probably, you know, focus and con- focus on and think about that you've got no control over. So have a think about, you know, what you can control and change and not what you can't control. So things we can't control are illness. You know, we can't control that. We can mitigate it, but we can't really control it. And we can't control other people's issues, attitudes and values. We definitely can't control what other people say on their social media accounts. We definitely can't control the weather. So there's no point getting cranky about that. Um, And we can't control, you know, how other people drive or the volume of traffic on the road. So let's just get rid of the road rage that I see, see escalating. And instead, let's focus on what we can control and change. You can control how you speak to people and the words and tone that you use. You can control your reaction to what happens to you. 
You can control how you spend your time, what you spend your money on, who you work with, the kinds of work you do, how you structure your work day. Largely speaking, we can control that. You can absolutely control the energy you give out, what you eat and drink, your friends, your social media accounts and profile, and you can control how much time you spend exercising, watch TV, how much time do you spend with people you love and with people who you dislike. Focus on the positive and see, you know, look at what you can control and take steps to be more in control of that. Number six is be you, be yourself. Don't try and be someone you're not because people will work out that you're not being true to who you are. One of my favorite quotes is by Oscar Wilde. He says, be yourself because everyone else is taken. And I think that is pretty bloody fantastic. My friend Kate Billing, who I've spoken about before and who I've interviewed on this podcast, also says, fly your freak flag. Fly your freak flag. Oh, my God. Try saying that (laughs) a few times quickly. And what she means by that is just be yourself, you know, be proud of who you are and what you stand for and let people know. Number seven, everyone is scared of messing up and everyone has moments of self-doubt. Even the most outwardly confident people have moments of self-doubt. And if you want to succeed, sometimes you've just got, got to get out of your own way. I've learned that a lot in the last few years. There's been a few things that haven't happened and I've realized they haven't happened because I've been holding myself back. It's been my self-doubt, my um, comparing myself to others and just not dealing with the fact that I need to get out, get on with it and get out of my way and do it. One of my expression, one of my favorite expressions is comparison is the thief of joy And it really, really is. And I've learned that a lot in 10 years. If you need to compare yourself to something or to someone, compare yourself to you. You know, compare yourself to what you were like or what you were doing or what you'd achieved a month ago, a year ago, a decade ago. I think back to what I was doing 10 years ago and where I am today. And I'm really proud of everything I've achieved. And yeah, I could compare my successes to other people's successes, But we had a different starting point and we had different experiences throughout the 10 years that I'm comparing. And so just compare yourself to you. Number eight of things that I've learned in the last 10 years is that change is constant. So learn how to deal with it. And sometimes change is foisted upon you and you have no say in the matter. Well, deal with it. Work out what you're going to do to deal with it. There's a common feeling that people don't like change and I definitely disagree with that because I think we're always striving to be better or to have, you know, different experiences and to learn more things and to do more things. So I think we love change. What we don't love is change that we can't control. Unfortunately, there's a lot of change we can't control in our worlds and we do need to be better at managing that, those thought processes. But I think if we go back to thinking in the morning we'll wake up and we'll be positive and we'll be happy and we'll be kind, that'll make it a lot easier for us to deal with that unexpected change. Number nine, true friends will stick by you in the bad times and be genuinely happy for your success in the good times. So make the time to see them and to call them and do not rely on social media to find out how they really are. 
starting the decade with the deaths of mum and then dad and some other friends and a whole bunch of other shitty things that happened really made me realise who I can lean on when times are difficult. And then really, you know, when I was looking for people to celebrate my successes with, again, I really learned who my true friends are and who were genuinely happy when I succeeded in achieving various goals and objectives. So focus on your your friends and, you know, quality is far better than quantity when it comes to friendship. So have a think about who are your top few people who you love and hang out with them more and get to know them and talk to them and see how they are and, you know, ask them, maybe ask them the hard questions about how they genuinely are rather than this social media fakery that so many people portray. And then number 10, this won't surprise anyone, life is short and live it. Life is so short. I have so many beautiful friends who will never see 50 and I am so grateful that I'm not on that list. Living life for me means taking opportunities, traveling, traveling as much as I can, preferably with my husband, (laughs) um, and saying yes more than I say no, because you never know what an opportunity is going to lead to. So they're my 10 things that I've learned in the last 10 years in my 40s. What does the next 10 years hold? I do not know, but hopefully a lot of great experiences, a lot of opportunities, a lot more travel. I'd like to visit a few more countries. I'd like to explore a lot more of Australia. I'd like to spend a lot more time with the people I love and really, you know, spend more time on looking after myself and my health so that I can have a very happy decade of being in my 50s. And in 10 years time, oh my God, when I turn 60, you know, I think turning 60 in 10 years is freaking me out way more than turning 50. I'm kind of accustomed to the turning 50 phase. Um, so what does that hold? I don't know. Anyway, I'd love to know what have you learned in the last 10 years, whether you're having a zero birthday this year or whether you're just reflecting as it's a new decade. I would love to know. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag ThisConnectedLife. And you can tag me at Mel Kettle. Uh, You're also welcome to email me, mel at melkettle.com. And I'm always happy to hear from listeners. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and the previous 29 episodes. I'm really grateful for your support. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really liked what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes or a recommendation on LinkedIn or both. The show notes are all on the website, melkettle.com forward slash podcast. And I'd love you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. You'll find me at melkettle. See you next time and stay connected. Bye.